So you may have been hearing me talk recently about my new course, Scale Your Way. I released it earlier this year in 2024. And if you have not gone through the course individually or inside of my community, Web Designer Pro, you are in luck because I have distilled some of the most important topics and highlights in that course into a free masterclass for you. And it is going to help you and give you the clear roadmap in order to build and scale up your web design business in a way that works for you. So you can get access to the entire free training at joshhall.co slash scale. Again, it is completely free. It's 50 minutes plus. It is basically a coaching session on scaling that you and I can have together. And I'm going to share with you the top tips, many of which are pulled from the course and it'll give you the roadmap to be able to scale up your business your way. Pick it up today for free at joshhall.co slash scale. Welcome to the Web Design Business Podcast with your host, Josh Hall, helping you build a web design business that gives you freedom and a lifestyle you love. Hey friend, great to have you here for this episode of the Web Design Business Podcast, where together you and I are going to take a deep dive into the most fun aspect of web design content collection. Yes, you did not sign up to be a web designer so that you would have to chase down clients and wait on content and delay your projects. I know that pain. I know that feeling all too well. It's one reason I do what I do now in helping you avoid a lot of the mistakes that I made uh, so you can enjoy the entire web design process. So what I have for you here are my top 10 tips for gathering website content like a pro. I've actually got nine official tips and then a bonus tip. So uh, by my calculations, that's 10. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into here. A couple of things I want to mention before we dive in. We have covered content collection before on the podcast in the form of a few interviews. So those will be linked in the show notes for this episode at joshhall.co slash two. What number is this going to be? Uh, two, six, one. Uh, however, I, I realize I don't have like a succinct guide on teaching you how to do this other than what's inside of my business course. So there is more information inside of my business course, which is available now too. I'm actually uh, working on the updated version of that course. So keep an ear out for that. But here is the 10 tips guide. First off, let's dive in. Here's what not to do. Don't say to your client, hey, client, send me your content. Because guess what happens? Yes, you know, if you've been, if you've done even more than one project or even just one project, you know exactly what happens when you say, send me your content. If and when you get it, it's going to be all over the place. You're going to get numerous emails. You're going to get like, like Excel docs with images inside there that you're trying to pull and crop. God forbid, you're going to get calls of them you know, saying their content and what you should write down and type out. You'll get texts at all hours of the days and nights and on weekends. So you do not want, not want to say, send me your content. You are opening yourself up to disaster. And quite frankly, one thing to remember is that if you are having issues with content collection on every project, you, my friend, need to take some ownership in this because it's likely that you're not doing what I'm about to share here, which is to educate and empower your clients. Like, how are they supposed to know how the heck they're supposed to send content to you? They're just going to do whatever works for them. So you need to encourage them and educate them. In fact, we're talking about a lot of words that start with ease. These 10 tips all reside in what I like to call the big three E's of content collection, which are number one, education. Number two, expectations. And number three, 
empowerment. So what we're going to do is dive into these 10 tips that all reside inside of educating your clients, sharing them the expectations of content collection, and making sure you empower them to actually send you the content on time and the way you want it. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind before we get into the very first tip here is content collection is going to vary depending on the scope of the project. So you may have a very small website that really doesn't need a full on process. And I've had plenty of those where the con like maybe the, this website was a very small website. They had a handful of images. Uh, they already had a website, so they had some content and they're just going to email you uh, maybe a PDF with the content for each page. In that case, you really don't need like a drastic process. However, you do want to have the foundation of your process in place, no matter the size. And you do want to make sure you have your system set up in place to where when you do get a really big project that has like tens or potentially hundreds of pages or a lot of copy, a lot of content, a lot of images, maybe different image galleries, different types of media. You need to make sure you have that in place too, to where you can effectively handle that without it being a nightmare. So let's start with education. Tip number one, you've got to share with them where and when to send content. Now, in the education portion, this is really just a matter of getting them primed. You don't want to, this is the thing you don't want to do, I found with content collection, is you don't want to overwhelm your client. Because if you give them a huge to-do list and like a massive guide and a massive book on like where and how to send content, they're immediately stressed out. And keep in mind, Clients are often, there's a lot going on for clients when they're about to redesign a website. They're probably budget conscious. They're excited, but they're also a little like potentially nervous or confused. I remember one client, we were, we were meeting at a Panera and uh, Panera Bread and uh, she was like, gosh, I'm so nervous. And it just caught me off guard because I was like, what are you what are you so nervous about? I don't know if she had a bad experience or she just, and maybe, it, maybe in that case, it was just a case of she just didn't know what to expect because she had tried building her own Yes, GoDaddy Builder website before that. So I tried to keep it really cool. And just, and that's my recommendation here. When you're educating your clients, just give them the high level stuff and just keep it cool. Keep it calm. Try to make it as exciting as you can. I know content collection is only so exciting, but the reality is a project success is dependent on the content collection. Like you can't make a beautiful, successful conversion-based website without the content. So that's one thing to consider. The scope might change. It will also change if it is a redesign versus a new build. So a website redesign I've found, uh, well, I don't want to say it's easier, but generally there's at least already a foundation there that you can build off of. And a company may have images you can use and a lot of text that can be tweaked with. Whereas a new build is going to be like ground up, text. Like so you're going to have to create copy or you have to work with a copywriter. They're going to have to go get images and photography potentially designed. So keep in mind that uh, sometimes you may have other people involved in this process. It's not just you and one other person all the time. If there's a new build, then they may have a photographer that is going to send you photos and they need to be linked in here as collaborators. And you may also have team members like a, like a, like recently I had my student April Ray on who has a copywriter who, who works with almost all of her projects. And I don't know their exact process and detail, but I know that she's involved with the copy. So she's 100% a part of the content collection because you may have, con you may have the client sending you content, a copywriter tweaks it. And now you got team members involved as well. So just remember those three things, scope changes, redesign versus new build, and other people are going to be involved in this process. Okay, now tip number one inside of the education portion, where and when to send content. Now, 
like I said, you don't want to overwhelm them. But what I do, and those of you who have been through my business course, you see this in detail, is I had a getting started page. So once a client signed off on it and I sent the welcome and onboarding email, I had a getting started page, which was purely a primer. It was a primer page. You can actually view this page if you go to josh.intransitstudios.com slash getting dash started. You could also call this get started as well. Uh, or onboarding, whatever you want to call it. However, um, if you put get started as your URL, that can get confused sometimes with like getting a quote. So I would be a little careful about that. Um, if I were doing it today, I would probably re I'd probably just say onboarding onboarding tips or something like that. Um, or maybe go. Yeah, I don't know. Let me think on that. But either way, right now you can go to josh.intransitstudios.com slash getting dash started. That is the backup version of my freelancer site. If you want to see my getting started page, which all I had on there was a section that said what we're going to need to get started, which would just say like, heads up, I'm going to ask for your yoga logo. Um, we're going to need hosting credentials. If you already have hosting, we're going to need images and pictures. We'll need the content and then a style guide if you have any brand styles or colors. And then I also let them know for content collection, we're going to use one of two tools, actually three, uh, if it's a huge project. Most cases, we're going to use Basecamp to manage the project and collect basic content. If you have a lot of images, we're going to use Dropbox. Of course, you could use Drive. And then if it is a really big project, we'll have it automated through Content Snare, which we'll get to tools here in a little bit. Uh, and then I, am I getting started page? I just let them know about the process that's about to, that we're about to dive into and then letting them know when we go live, we'll, we'll have a maintenance plan as well. But the basis of the getting started page is just a primer. Let them know where and when to send content. Now, the other thing, which is kind of covered here that you need to make sure they're aware of, which is number two here, is you need to let them know that there may be different tools for images versus copy and, and like media versus copy. So what, one thing I ran into, which was a problem with when I was using Basecamp uh, before I used Content Snare, was I would get like huge video files in huge amounts of images in Basecamp, which not only was a pain to be able to download and manage, but also, um, I don't know if it's different now, but Basecamp back then, I... They, we had like a set amount of storage. So if they uploaded a like one gigabyte video that just used up a ton of storage. If me and my team forgot to delete that, then that could just sit in their project taking up storage. So ideally you would have media and images and bigger files go through drive or Dropbox, something like that. And then copy content, those kind of things can go through a base camp. But again, we'll get in a little bit um, using content snare to automate some of that. So let them know there may be different places to send content. And then the question of like how to send content, this is really, really important. So this is number three in the education stamp, uh, category. You need to let them know that you should not send a PDF that has an image inside of a PDF to take. Like you need to let them know we need images separated by JPEG or ping, like what type of formats. And some of this may be like, you know, a foreign language to your clients, but just they're going to send the files. They should know the basics anyway. Just let them know. I know they have questions they can always ask you, but just, or in some cases they may send you something and you'll be like, Hey, remember when I said, you know, I needed images as JPEGs. Um, you know, these are coming to me in like word format. So you need to make these JPEGs and you can always send them a guide on that or a video, uh, potentially, which we'll get to as well, but they need to know certain types of formats. Like you, they can't be expected to send you their logo and 200 pixels as a low res JPEG and it looked good 
on retina screens and devices. So you've got to educate your clients. Those first three tips, where and when to send content, just prime them when they're getting started page, where to send what type of content, uh, like images versus copy, and then how to send that content, what type of formats. Now this leads us to the next big category, expectations. So point number four in total is that you've got to put some ownership on the client. Just like how in the beginning I challenged you to think about maybe you know the problem with your content collection being you. Uh, same goes for your client. I don't want to you know it's it's not like they don't have a say in this because how many times have we got that email from clients to say, "Hey, how's the website coming?" And you're like, "Uh, it's blank because you haven't sent me anything." So they need to have some ownership in this too. So just let them know that the success of this project really comes down to client, uh, excuse me, content collection, especially in the beginning, because once you get into revisions and feedback, it's kind of a different process. But in this content collection, this onboarding standpoint, you have got to let them know you guys have to do your work. I'm going to do my work and make sure we have everything set up for success, but you have to have like you have to have your stuff in a row as well, which empowerment is what we'll get into next, but set those expectations on. They have some ownership of this too. That way, if there's a uh, delay in the project, you can clearly say, Hey, listen, this is on you because we don't have the content and you can phrase that however you want, depending on your relationship with the client, but you do need to have a bit of a backbone when it comes to content collection. If you're going to be in this for the long haul. Now that brings me to the next point here, which would be point number five in total as we're still under the expectations category, which is if there is a penalty or some sort of repercussion, if clients don't send content on time. Now this should be, and, uh, is likely going to be in your contract and whether your client reads it or not, this is why we bring it up here just to let them know this can be in an email or it can be in a template in like Basecamp or Asana or wherever you're managing a project, but just let them know, Hey, if, uh, talking about the ownership thing, like if we don't get content on time and it goes past like 14 days or 30 days, then there may be a late fee or an upcharge, or I don't recommend this. I was going to say you could do a project delay. Like you could basically say, listen, now your project is at the back of the line. The only problem with that is if you're doing like a 50, 50 payment system, you don't want to have that payment delayed, that ending payment, unless they're still contractually obligated to pay you on a certain time frame, And if the holdup is because of them, they still pay you. Even if the project isn't done, they still pay you the completion. So you can do that. And I do want to say fair warning, you like do this tactfully. Don't be a jerk right away. And it is going to depend on your relationship with the client. And yes, some cases, like if your client is going through just a a rough personal situation or they're sick or whatever, you know, life happens. Of course, we're going to have times where we give some grace. It may also depend on how many projects you're managing as to how firm you need to be here, but there definitely needs to be some sort of penalty or repercussion in place in the way of expectations and just let them know, like if we go 30 days and we don't have all your content, then there is a late fee. Honestly, the late fee is the best way to go because they're like, shoot. All right. Yep. Absolutely. I'll get it. Uh, my friends in artillery media who I've had on the podcast, John and uh, Jake, uh, with artillery media, their agency is a pretty well oiled machine and they have a, a similar setup with like the late fee, uh, to where they, they really have alleviated, alleviated a lot of their content struggles 
content collection struggles, at least with a late fee. Um, so I would go that route and it's not that personal, but you just need to let them know, listen, we need to get this done on time. And the only way is for you to send us the content on time. Uh, now we'll get to empowerment next, but the last little tip here, which is number six total is deadlines. So the best way to go about this is to put deadlines on your content collection. So you could say in by two weeks, we need like the homepage content or maybe a certain number of pages, uh, and then your homepage images, your service images. And what I would say, kind of the sub point to this one is to break it down in phases. So again, don't overwhelm your clients with expectations, but you do need to set realistic deadlines. So if your projects typically go between 30 and 45 days, which is ideal for most web design projects, honestly, two months, if you can do them within two months, depending on the size, um, that's, that's pretty dang good. That's what I experienced. Now, if you're doing a day rate situation and it's very templatized and very automated, then that will look different and good on you for doing that. But, um, the way I ran my business was 30 to 45 days were ideal up to two months with revisions and finals. If that was like a five to $10,000 project, that was pretty common. I was happy with a two month situation personally. Um, and even the people I talked to who are like, well, that's way too long. It always ends up usually taking that long. Unless you're again, you're doing a very, very uh, solidified system with a day rate, but either way deadline. So you might say, again, the first two weeks are this type of content. The next two weeks are that type of content and boom, you're at 30 days right there. That would give you the remaining time for any additional content and revisions. And then you're going to be hitting the 45 day mark pretty quickly thereafter. So expectations, Put some ownership of the client on there. Number five, a penalty of what's going to happen if they don't get it on time. And number six, deadlines, 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 deadlines. Now, point number seven, now we are into the third E, the empowerment category. And I'm looking at a visual of this. I know this might be a little confusing because we're just audio right now, but all of these points, there's basically nine points inside of these three categories. Um, so empowerment which by the way, I'm going to do a video on this, which should be live by the time this comes out. So if you would like a condensed version of this, that's pretty with graphics and this visual on YouTube, I would check that out. We'll have that linked on the show notes for this page as well, but empowerment. So technically we're at tip number seven, which is to teach them to make it a project. So you can't expect all clients to just be natural at basically supervising themselves when it comes to content collection. So one thing I would tell them is something I send to all of my web design students when they join my courses, which is, hey, make this a project. Put it in your calendar to do this work. It's not just going to happen. You're not going to find time. You have to make the time to send the content. So there you go, friends. That's worth the price of admission here uh, to this free podcast, which is that. Tell them to make it a project. So when it comes to empowering your clients, you've got to help them. Um, now, you don't need to hold their hand and do calls with them, but uh, unless you charge for it, but definitely don't just expect they're going to do it. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I've had clients who are amazing at this. I've had clients who are super organized, were just right on cue, great. One reason I loved working with the few military clients I worked with, it seems like they were always right on point. They hit their deadlines. They were super organized. Um but I had clients who were <laughs> completely all over the place and I really had to reel them in, uh, which should definitely be a line item if that's the case on the, uh, maybe a hidden line item on the invoice. So you've got to tell them though, make it a project. Like just let them know, Hey, 
to get this on time. You're not going to find the time. You got to make it. So I would make this a project clear. If you're working full time, clear a few nights out, clear weekends out. Yes, it's going to be a pain for a little bit, but that's what it takes to get the website done. Then it's done. So teach them to make it a project. And then same thing here, uh, kind of going to the, uh, the education thing as far as like what type of content is to phase it out. So let them know if like if they need to get photography and they want to do copy and they're overwhelmed, then let them know, well, why don't you make get it? Why, why don't we do the copy first priority? So let's do that in phase one will be the copy. You could even have sub phases like, uh, like we talked about homepage, copy service page, copy, et cetera, uh, about page team page. And then the next phase are the images or however it works out for them or media, that kind of thing, like help them chunk it out. That way it's just not a massive to do list. So teaching to make it a project, phase it out for them, let them know it's okay. Like we'll just, we're going to arrange the project deadlines to what works for you and getting the content. And again, if we don't get it within a certain amount of time, that's when we'll need to have another discussion but phase it out for them and let them know that's okay, that they don't need to send everything to you tomorrow. And then tip number nine here in total is to use a tool. Let's say it again, friends, everyone in the back, use a content collection tool. Do not, just as a reminder, do not say, send me content. You're going to get random emails, texts, and all the things. So use a tool, guide them on using that tool. Now, as I mentioned, I used Basecamp for basic content collection in the way of pages. And often what I would do is I would say like homepage content. And I would just say, please, uh, you can like, you can upload a PDF with all your homepage content. And then we would go through it from there and have copywriting services, tweak it if need be same for services. So you could really do this however you want, but have a centralized place. You do not want to do this stuff through email. Even sometimes it can be simpler and it sounds simpler to use through email. The real problem becomes when you have a big project and a lot of projects that you're managing because you're like, shoot, did they send that? Or was this a reply? Because you're not likely going to have like homepage content in an email. Um, it's going to be buried somewhere. I know that pain. Uh, it still hurts today. So make sure you put it in Basecamp, Asana, wherever you're managing your projects. And again, Dropbox drive for images and media, if that's the case. And you could just literally like, I used to set them up a folder that would have images. And then depending on the project, if there were like a ton of pages with galleries, I would just go in and make the folders real quick so they could see, okay, here's the galleries. Here's one, two, three, four, five, upload the images there as they, as they see, as you see fit. Um, and then the other option is if you have a huge project that you know is going to be a big deal, you want to be prepared. And that's why I used and still recommend content snare. Uh, Jimmy Rose, the founder of content snare has been on the podcast a couple of times. He's done a training in web designer pro. He is my dude. He literally was an agency owner who struggled with this. And that's why he created content snare. Now content snare has evolved over the years to also work for bookkeepers and accountants. It's actually one of the websites I recommend and my business course and a lot of resources about how to uh, target different niches, niches without like just doing content for web designers or content for bookkeepers. Um, so I do have an affiliate link for that heads up. You can go to joshhall.co slash content snare to give it a free trial but I cannot recommend content snare enough because you can set up all of your tasks in there. And even if you just have a basic set of tasks, even for simple sites, you can use content snare for every project if you wanted, and it does the automations for you. So you don't need to manually and personally 
sign up, like uh, set reminders to follow up with clients. You can set this to say, Hey, after two weeks, send this reminder after a week, send this reminder. And these are the deadlines. You could put deadlines in there for each phase of the project, all within content snare. And then that handles that for you. Also, everything that we talked about in the way of like how to educate clients, what file sizes, expectations, you can literally put that in every like form and every field in category and phase inside a content snare. So uh, I've been a part of some summits over the past couple of years. And what I've found for summit and especially for the speakers and for the people putting on the summit, the best way to get around the overwhelm of making sure speakers send their details in on time, their headshots, their bio, the actual presentation, the presentation upsells, files, and all that stuff. A lot of them are now using content snare And as the client, in this case, it makes it so easy because I can go in there. And the other reason I love content snare is it's progress related to where you can save it. So like designer boss summit, one of my favorite summits I'm a part of, um, I can go in there and literally it's broken down by, I think like five phases. I can put my personal details in, then I can put links and all that stuff and the presentation details, and then I can stop and then I can go make the presentation. And a week later I can go and upload the presentation, save that. We're at like three out of five. And then if there's like an upsell or something I'm going to contribute, I might go work on that or make sure it's set up correctly. And then I could go in the next week and do that. And it saves it all, but it gives me those deadlines. And if I miss something, it gives a reminder. Uh, it's like, Hey, heads up, Josh, where's your presentation? And it's wonderful. So content snare, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend having that anyway. Um, it's just incredible. And, and, and remember when you have team members, this is even more beneficial because you could split the content stuff between team members and their notifications versus co- uh, clients all within content snare. So last time on my affiliate link, if you would go to joshhall.co slash content snare. If you end up talking to Jimmy, let him know you came from the web design business podcast. He'll, I I think there's some sort of special he'll run for you. Um, man. Awesome. So that's tip number nine in total. Before we do a quick recap, as we wrap this up, I know we're already wrapping this up. It's been a quick 25 minutes so far. My bonus tip, my bonus tip is something I kind of hinted at earlier, which is to make a walkthrough video. And the cool thing about a walkthrough video is you don't need to be on camera. It does not need to have graphics or overlays or anything fancy. You can be literally you in a screen. And in the case of content snare, if you're using that, or like I use Basecamp um, for the, for the basic projects, you could just do a video walkthrough of like the expectations and that way they just get a feel and try to keep it snappy. Don't make like a half an hour video, but if you can keep it under five minutes is probably ideal. 10 minutes at most, just let them know, like, here's where you're going to send your content. Just keep it generalized. Here's the type of, you know, if you have images, we're going to use Dropbox, but if you have written content, we're going to put them in here in Basecamp or content snare. Um, remember for images, we need JPEGs for, for content. We need, um, either written content or like a doc that we can pull the content from. And you can literally have everything in there and you can have a basic video that literally what you could do if you want, my friend, for you, as a listener of this podcast, go to joshhall.co slash 261. Look at the show notes for this episode and take this structure or better yet, when you join my business course, I'll have more resources for you. Just plug and play. But if you just want to get the high level stuff, go to the posts for this page and take the structure, education, expectations, empowerment, all these nine and this, this tip here. Well, you don't need to have, well, yeah, you could have the walkthrough video there if you want. Um, but take this as your structure and you can literally use this and just do a quick walkthrough video. That's what I did. I had it for Basecamp because um, content snare, we would usually do a custom thing if needed. 
Um, but with Basecamp, literally on the onboarding, they would walk in and I would just guide them through really quickly what to expect and then let them know I'm going to follow up with the deadlines and then we'll start collecting content. But it was more of just a primer, an overview. Uh, and again, as far as priming somebody, go to my getting started page at josh.intransitstudios.com slash get started. We will have that linked as well in the show notes for this episode if you want to check that out. So let's do a quick recap of the 10 steps that are all within education, expectations, and empowerment for content collection. Number one, let them know where and when to send content. Prime them with a getting started page or a getting started email. Number two, let them know where to send what type of content, images, Dropbox, copy somewhere else, et cetera. Number three, how to send that content. Let them know there are certain files and sizes that you're going to be expecting to work. Number four, put some ownership on the client. Just let them know they have equal say in this as far as how, how it goes. Number five, let them know there is a penalty or a repercussion if we don't get content on time. Number six, deadlines. Set those deadlines and break them out into phases if you need to. Empowerment. Number seven, teach them to make it a project. Don't expect them to just be awesome at sending content. Uh, number eight. So we're at, yeah. Number eight, phase it out. So if you really do need to get into phases, now is where you can actually let them know, like in expectations, you let them know we can do phases. And then here is where you'd say, okay, now phase number one is this, phase number two is that, et cetera. Number nine, use a tool. Basecamp, Asana, or whatever for basic collection. Uh, but I recommend Content Snare. It is just the best. And finally, make a walkthrough video. It could be very simple. It could be version one. It doesn't need to be perfect. But if you show them, this is the tool. This is how we're going to use it. They will feel so much more empowered and so much more comfortable and confident. and It'll make your life easier. I promise you. So my friends, there are my top 10 tips for how to gather web design content like a pro. Again, we, we went about a half an hour on this. I'm not surprised, but if you would like a more stripped down version, just the highlights of this, I am going to put a video together on the YouTube channel, which you can check out. If you have not subscribed to my YouTube, please do go to joshhall.co slash YouTube. I'll zip you over there. I am finally creating more tutorials, uh, both short form and in-depth tutorials and, and walkthrough videos like this. And then as I mentioned a little bit ago, this is actually just one lesson inside of my business course which is now called Web Design Business Pro. It's inside of Web Designer Pro. You can also get it standalone, but personally, I would recommend just joining Web Designer Pro because it includes all of my courses, the amazing community, weekly calls with me, and you can DM me directly for coaching. I It's a win-win. I've tried to make, I've built this thing to be a win-win-win all around. So um, if you're curious about my business course and you've heard about it and you're wondering what the value is like, this is just one lesson of 30 plus that's inside the course. And actually today, literally as I'm recording this, I'm about to jump off to um, continue to revamp and tweak the lessons to, to start doing the videos for the new version of the course. So I'm so excited to release that here this spring. Uh, so yes, keep a lookout for that. So join the business course, better yet, join the Web Designer Pro. You can do that at joshhall.co slash pro. And as always, let me know if you have any questions. I appreciate your support. Share this episode out if you would. Last call to action for you. If this has helped you and you got some web designer friends or you, you're on Facebook and you see somebody say, how do you get content? Or I can't get web design content. Send them this podcast episode. It would be so greatly appreciated. And I mean, it's really, it's a guide. It's the guide to collecting content for the good life. There it is. Maybe I should retitle this. Anywho, thanks for joining guys. See you on the next episode and um, hope to see you in Web Designer Pro if you're ready for this and oh so much more. All right, friends, see you on the next one.